Oh. I don't know. I'm going to stand sit. I don't know. I, is it going to go up to your chin? Are you going to be okay? <laughs> Ten years ago, when we first met in this building and uh, God brought us here, we gave rocks out as a reminder that we would never forget. We would never forget the faithfulness of God. Amen that we would never forget the generosity and the sacrifice of those who had gone before us, those that were part of First Baptist Fruitland Park, that said, this is what we believe God is doing, and we want to bless you. Um, that we would never forget the faithfulness of God in answering prayers, uh, because we had been praying up until that time, God, what do, you, what do you want? What do you want us to do? Where do you want us to be at? And uh, we had been praying for a home, Sheila had been praying for a home, that we would have a home instead of being wanderers in the wilderness, that God would give us a home, and God blessed us with this place. And I think one of the things that we want to do today is to remind you that we never forget God's faithfulness and the generosity of those that have gone before us. Amen? If you were with First Baptist Fruitland Park and you happen to be a part of that time, I don't know how many of them there are that would be with us this morning, but would you stand, Chris? Roland, those of you, would you please give them a round of applause? You know, when we first started out um, in the early days, Brian and I, we worked from the home, and then, and then um, we got this grand idea that we'd go to Chick-fil-A, at least we could have lunch. And we worked from there for a period of time, and Steve May got the feeling sorry for us, and so he put in the internet so that we could work, and we had our own little office space in the corner, and so there were a lot of people that had, we had opportunities to talk about Jesus, to share Jesus, to pray with, and then came the time of, uh, within a couple of years that we were offered some office space in Leesburg, you remember this, for free of charge, okay, uh, and there are lots of God stories that we can tell, so we were there for a year until God put us in Lady Lake and we were, had, the, had the resources to be able to rent a place before moving here. Um, but looking back, I want to do this this morning. If you were with us in the, let's say, uh, while we were in the band room, now I'm not talking about the cafeteria, but you, if you were specifically with us in the band room, I would like for you to come on stage with us this morning. If you were in the band room in the first couple of, I want you to come on stage with us just for a moment. Yes, it was. Let me see if anybody's telling, if somebody's not telling the truth. There's more coming. We're waiting on them. So I want you guys to see this for a second because I think this is really important. Some of you were babies at that time. Y'all were young children. Some of you may not even been born at that time. So I, if, you, if you were with us in Wildwood from that, the beginning till uh, the time that we moved, we, we prepared to move here, I would like for you guys to stand just for a second. If you were in Wildwood with us, and you were that, in that period of time, I want you guys to stand. I want you just to be looking. Okay, you guys can be seated for a second. If you've come to Heritage in the past 10 years, say 10 years to, to 5 years ago, um, so you've been with us, you know, for 10 years, but 10 years to 5 years ago, um, I'd like for you guys to stand for a second. Anybody? You've been here at least 5 years. All right, I want you guys to be seated for a second. What about those of you that have come to Heritage, you're a guest today, or you've come to Heritage in the past five years? I'd like for you to stand.
And it all started in a band room with about 30 to 35 people. And a third of those were children less than fifth grade. You guys are leaving a legacy. I want you today to be encouraged. Let's do something even a little bit more special. Because everybody, behind every one of the people that stood here today, there's a story. There are stories of victory. There are stories of challenges. There are stories of change. There are stories of tension. There are stories of Jesus. But there have been stories of spiritual milestones. For those of you that have made a decision for Christ, for those of you that have rededicated your life, for those of you that have been baptized, for those of you that have dedicated children, that you're a child that's been dedicated, for those of you that have had spiritual markers that have been made in your life, maybe it was a saving of a marriage, maybe it was getting married, if um, um, maybe you've been called to ministry um, since uh, in, in this time that you've been with us, I would like for you to stand, please. You guys can be seated. It is a blessing to be here today. Thank you guys for all that you've done, for your prayers, your commitment to Jesus, and for the privilege of walking alongside of us in this journey of, of what we call heritage. You guys can go be seated. We're going to talk a little bit more a little bit later and do some things. But um, we're extremely blessed, and thank you for guys being here today. We've not said an awful lot about this because we didn't want to make it a big deal and all of a sudden all these people show up. Today's just a family meeting time. Can we have one of those? Let me just ask that again. Today is a family meeting day. Can we have one of those? So there's no tension in the room, is there? No, no tension in the room. There's no tension because now that Hux is here, last time we gave them rocks and now they get shirts. I know. They're very excited. About this finishing up so they can get a free shirt. Uh, here's a rock. Ten years ago. Give them something, something nice. Yeah, I know. I'm not a hoodie. I know. They live somewhere cold. That's because you have to be big because nothing else would fit me. So they had to go find me. So. <laughs> then somebody accused me of wearing a hoodie this morning because it was cold and I just wanted to be warm. And I said, no, that's not the case at all. When we started Heritage, there were three things that were really important to We said that Heritage was birthed out of a passion. It was bathed in prayer, and it was built on faith. And guys, from day one, this has been a faith journey for us. I know how to do church. Brian knows how to do church. Probably combined in ministry, probably I don't know how many years, a long time. And, uh, but the Lord has been very, very gracious to us. And I think back over some of the provisions. Let's talk about some of the provisions that God has provided for us. Brian... I mean, just some of the provisions of space you want to, I mean, anything that comes to your mind. I mean, we think about the office space. We think about this space. What else? Well, in the beginning, the space of the band room at Wildwood, you know, it was because of Jack Post working as the band teacher that we were able to access the middle school. And when we ran out of space, they kept opening up more rooms for us, which we didn't. There was no guarantee in that. I think about the space of having homes available to us that God provided uh, when we moved our family here to, uh, to start Heritage. I think about the space of a home for Sharon when she retired in Texas and moved here to be our first children's minister. Um, the, these are stories that... What about the home God, he provided two places for you guys. I got to choose which home I, I wanted know. to live in for free. Other churches opened well, up Yeah, they put a home over here. That's right. That's when we moved here. The, you know, and then today I was thankful this morning. I'm thinking about people, I guess, the more than space, the team that he's put here. You know, this morning I had sat in my office and I had coffee and played the guitar and met with two teenagers. I didn't do anything. And it was only a handful of years ago I had to get up here to crack a dawn and do everything. And now we got so many people doing everything and making it happen, and it's so much better than when I was doing it. And uh, 
I'm thankful. I'm thankful this space is full of these people. And this is the early service. Who wants to come to the early service? I know. You know, I think about one of the things people sometimes will ask me, what do you attribute? Um, what, what do you attribute some of the some of the unity and some of the direction of heritage? And I have to go back to the fact that God has provided for us some some godly his provision of godly leaders. Um, when I think about our overseers and our trustees, and we'll introduce them in just a little bit, um, but the fact that, that we as a staff have people that love us and care, they not only care about, they have a deep love for Jesus, but they have a deep love for the church, and they also have a deep love for us as staff. And that doesn't happen in a lot of places, even there's, there's a lot of church activity going on. We are blessed. I think about the provision of ministry, the vision for ministry that God has given us that, that not only here inside of our community, that God has blessed us with a vision to have an impact here, not just do church on Sundays, that the ministry just doesn't happen inside the four walls, but he's called us to be an impact in, in the community, whether it's on a school uh, campus, whether it's on a ball field, but that all starts in the home, and that's been important for us uh, since the beginning of, of, of everything that we've done. But not just here within our community. I think about uh, Beyond the Walls or Project Legacy or Bless Wildwood that we started when we were in Wildwood or Bless Fruitland Park now. Love Week's a big deal for us because it's an opportunity for us to demonstrate the love of God within a tangible way here within our community. And believe it or not, there are a lot of people that are participating this year in Love Week alone. And so, Jamie, by the way, you did a great job with your announcement. I don't know if I'm for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles this afternoon, but I'm not... <laughs> But, you know, but your announcement was good, and, it, it, and, it, and but anyway, um, we're just going for the food tonight. Uh, going for the food. Uh, that's what we're going for the food. You know, I don't even know if you begin to understand the impact our church family has had overseas. Just the past two years alone, you have sent over a hundred thousand dollars in resources overseas to sponsor missionaries. <laughs> That is through the Lottie Moon Christmas offering alone. This past week, um, after the generosity of some kids playing and adults too, and some staff that got wet during the, uh, during the fall festival, um, you guys just put in a well last week in a, in a place in India, a village in the tribal areas where there has been no clean water. And it is, was done to partner with a missionary there that we have relationships with that we sponsor on a monthly basis so that it would open up the door for him not just to share physical water but the living water of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the ministry. And we'll be telling you a little bit more about that later. But also about the provision of people. That's why Heritage was began. It wasn't began to do church better and it wasn't began because we had this vision of grand buildings but it was about you. You're important. I was looking at some numbers the other day and it told me, it gave me a little bit better understanding of why there's, there's tension, um, why there's, why there's uh, this, this battle that's going on right now with, with space. Let me just tell you these numbers. I'm not a numbers person, but the numbers, the numbers tell us a story. Six, the first six Sundays of last year, and let's not go back pre-COVID and all the things that have taken place, but six, six, the first six weeks of last year versus the, the first six weeks of this year, attendance on Sunday mornings and adults alone is up over 65%. That's a lot. <laughs> Midweek on Wednesday nights, student ministry, which is our teenagers, which Hux leads, is up over 70%. Our children's environments on Wednesday nights are up over 65%. The, um, yes, you can clap for that one too. We've had the tension of space on Wednesday nights, so we've had to move our adults off campus, and we're getting ready to make another move in March, which we've not yet, we've not yet talked about, but we're, gonna be, it's, we're looking at changing some places that we are there to provide more space because of the numbers of adult men and women that are coming on Wednesday nights. We're going to make some more changes. But also, I was looking at the numbers from last year's retreat to this year's retreat. Our men and women this year will, will take over 200, more than two, well over 200 people 
The men just got back from their retreat. The women are getting ready to go. Women, you're up over 100% of your retreat, retreat attendance from last year. 100%. Men, you are up over about 62 to 63%, Scott, if I go the numbers right. If you could work harder next year, you can match sure. Leslie. I think, I think the women are like right there with us. They're like, like right running neck and neck. But anyway, that just means we did a better job last year than the women did last year. Apparently, they're going to have better food. So yeah. if we just... But I want you to hear this number. Christmas Eve, last year versus this year, there was over 100% growth. That is one of the reasons that we've made a very difficult choice for Easter to move our services from here. Because if our numbers are correct, we would far exceed anything that we could do here, even if we were to have four services. So we are moving our services from here for Christmas Eve out to Camp Geneva to the large facility that they have. And we're going to be making do and having two services instead of four services here for Easter. And we'll be telling you more information about that. But with that growth has come some tensions. With that growth has come, you know, okay, we got we to gotta make all these decisions and choices. And Brian, what are some of the tensions and, and uh, the stresses that we've been feeling around campus because of the growth? Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but when you leave here today, that in-between time is kind of sometimes a little difficult. If you're picking up babies and toddlers in this back hallway when other new people are coming for the next service dropping them off that's been a disaster because that hall is not very big and when they arrive at 10:40, there's not a parking spot available for anybody because you guys are still in here you got your choice parking spots <laughs> am i allowed to tell them about the cross street you can tell them whatever you want to tell them man this is a family meeting all right We now have access to park across the street at the library and city on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. So if you do get here or if you decide to come to the second service, most likely, and you don't find a spot, you can park right there now. That's okay. If somebody tells you not to, tell them to call me, okay? Also, currently on Wednesday nights, you know, if you, has, how many of you guys come here on Wednesday nights at all? Drop off kids or teenagers? You know it's crazy. I mean, we've got... Um, between teenagers and children, well over 300 babies through 18-year-olds on Wednesday night. Well, a lot of those 16, 17, and 18-year-old boys like big trucks, okay? It takes up lots of space over here in the parking lot. Uh, oh, another blessing this week, finances. We got a guy that's going to come, and he's going to give all the finances to put parking bumpers along this whole side over here to protect. Because we got little kids playing over there, you know, so now the boys with the big trucks will have to stop at a certain spot. They can't back into the play area, you know, and, and, and we're going to try to make it to where it's clear that when you pull in that you got to go out that way and leave instead of coming back this way when other people work. It's just been a lot of people, you know. It's not... It's only stressful because we're trying to protect little kids and things like that, and they like to dart out in between the cars because their parents haven't taught them how to do that yet. And... It's a family meeting. Remember, it's a family meeting, okay? Our, our adults are down here at New Life, but the women, they, got, they ran out of room. The men ran out of room, so we're going to, like, ask them if we can take the next largest room to move the women there and move the men to the next largest room. And there's just a lot going on, and, and we've had... You said I could say anything. We've had some plans drawn up to, to kind of fill out the rest of this 11 acres that we're sitting on. And when they drew them, it wasn't enough space. So, you know, we're praying about what's next. And so I guess if I was going to ask of anything of you guys, I would ask for patience. Um, when you show up on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, just go, man, it's really neat to be a part of something God's doing that's cool. There's no room. There's no seats. And there's no parking, but I'd rather be here where people use the horse trough to get baptized and we send our money to, to things that God is doing around the world and we don't try to hoard it for ourselves. And we've got people in the city saying, please don't move out of Fruitland Park because whatever you do, we want you here because it makes a difference. I like, I like that reputation. 
But in all of that, God has been faithful, hasn't he? And, and this, this hasn't necessarily caught us by surprise. These are things that we've been praying about. Your leadership that's in place years ago set aside a, um, a next step. When we got down to the place that we were, that we had the ability um, from gifts that would come in from outside, from people that, that love heritage, uh, from inside, we, there was a next step uh, offering that was created a, a place and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but your leadership has been planning for this time for, for quite some time. And this, we're blessed, but, I, but in the midst of this, God, has, God is faithful. And as I go back and recount the stories, God has always been faithful to us. He's always been faithful to us. Some things specifically that I've been praying for, that in the growth that we wouldn't lose sight of who we are as a church family and why heritage was planted to begin with. Heritage was never planted to do church better, people. It was planted to, to reach people who didn't know the Lord, people who were disconnected from Jesus, had walked away from the church, people that were running from the Lord. We wanted them to know that God wasn't running, running from them. Another one of the prayer requests is that, you know, with the intent, we, was it just a prayer request, but our intent from the beginning is not, not to, to, to um, but to walk alongside of parents in this, in this journey, to walk alongside of you so that you would be a part of this, of this faith journey with your children. Um, the next generation of, of faith followers is very important to us, and we believe that we want to create an environment where our kids just don't go to church, but they have an opportunity to participate in what God is doing, and they feel a part of that, and we're we're really, really close to some very, very neat things happening that God is doing in and amongst us, and we're very excited about that. This year, I don't know if Hux is still, and he's probably running around someplace. We're probably going to graduate close to 30 high school seniors this year. And I can't tell you how many of them aren't just thinking about their profession. They're thinking about what God is doing in their life and how they may be able to serve Jesus in the days ahead. That to me is really exciting. Um, the other things that I've been praying about is Lord, not your will, not mine. I've been praying for unity in the body of Christ. There be agreement because a lot of times in the middle of the tensions and stresses, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opinions. Guys, I don't need your opinions. I'm, family meeting time. I don't need your opinions. I understand if you got something, I, I appreciate that. And listen, man, the, this, we have a very incredible, smart group of people here. But what we need is we need prayer. We need unity. And I've been praying that as we walk through this, that there would be unity. I'm praying, I'm praying specifically for something that only God could do. I'm looking for that next look at what God did moment. See, there's something, and I don't really know what it is, but I feel like we thought coming to Fruitland Park and God blessing us with this building was something important, and it was something big, and it was because there were people in this community that looked at it and they said, look at what God did, and for the first time, their hearts were stirred. And I believe there's something else that God wants to do that's bigger than us. It's not a capable, it's not by us that we can accomplish it, but only something God can do, and I'm praying specifically for that. My prayer is that, I know this is crazy, that whatever it is that we do, that it's done debt-free. I don't know what that is. I don't know what it looks like or property or buildings, but my prayer is that my father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The problem isn't with his generosity. The problem comes down to our ability to release it and recognizing that everything that we have comes from him. Brian, what are some things specifically that you're praying about? Well, I'm praying a lot about those teenagers. You know, when we started, our kids were either barely born or not yet born. And now 15 years later, they're making those decisions like what you're talking about. The number of teenage boys and girls coming into my office now saying, I think God might be doing something in my heart and calling me to ministry. It keeps getting, I feel like the number keeps increasing on a couple week basis. I love that there's an energy God is doing something with a group of teenagers right now that um, I think 15 years from now we're going to look back and, and we're going to say, look at 
what they were able to do for the kingdom because they were raised in a church where kingdom perspective is a core value. I get real excited about that. I'm praying for, for dreams. You know, I, I think that I'm praying that we wouldn't pray too small. If, if you, I don't even know if we said this. We were given this property. So I don't need, so many of you came in the last five years. You may not even, we were given this 11 acres and buildings and house and everything debt-free. We, were, we didn't have any money, you know, and so if you didn't know that part of the story, that's why it's such a huge God deal because the church of First Baptist Church, Fruitland Park, they voted unanimously on a Sunday night to do that. Just, just silly crazy because no churches vote unanimously to do anything. <laughs> um, I'm not being funny. I'm serious. Have y'all been in church? I'm a pastor's kid. We didn't vote unanimously about anything. There was somebody that had to vote no to make sure it wasn't unanimous. Um, that's, that's how I grew up. So, but before we moved here, we were praying, God, maybe, you know, you could, we had moved from the band room to the cafeteria. Maybe, God, you would open up the gymnasium at, first, at Wildwood Middle School for us. And I think we were praying so small, and God was like, well, how about I just give you 11 acres and buildings and, and ministry and, and things like that? Yeah. So I don't want to just say, hey, God, how about a couple of new portable buildings for our men and women to not have to go down a new life or something like that? Or, hey, God, how about a few more parking spaces? I want to say, God, what do you want to do that's going to just blow our minds this time and, and not pray too small? I mean, the numbers of people he's bringing and the people that you guys are sitting in here that are gifted people that are wanting to have a kingdom perspective and be used for his kingdom to help others come to know Jesus, well, where are we going to do that? What's it going to look like? And what kind of ministries are we not doing now that 10 years from now are going to be a huge part of who we are? You know, what does the team look like? How does he keep adding to the team? We're going to get to do something really neat here in a little bit. I don't want to blow the surprise, but God keeps... I just said I wasn't going to blow the surprise. He keeps bringing people, and I'm praying that he continues to build that team with people who are like-minded, people who are younger than us, people. <laughs> Fifteen years ago, we were a lot younger. And, and I just... My hair lines in the same place. My waistline's in the same place. But... <laughs> you, you, you tossed it up. You, you... Family meeting. <laughs> Family meeting. Family meeting time. All right. Woo! That was... Well, We're getting silly. Up. Finish this thing up. We, got a, we still got two songs to sing. We got... Allison wants to talk. Who, long, who knows how long that's going to take? Come on. Come on. Let's go. You know, Probably cry. I go back. I, I go back. Where we are is a place that I feel like the Israelites were when God had brought them out of Egypt. And he had done so much. He had blessed them. I mean, he had protected them. He had brought them out. They had seen the miracles. They had seen the plagues. They had experienced the parting of the Red Sea, the manna, the water, everything that God had done in, the, in a very short amount of time. They totally forgot everything that God had done, and they took their eyes off of him. It would be really easy for us to forget the blessings of God and the faithfulness of God and for our attention to turn to something that is, it is not, it, is, it becomes a distraction. And that could be buildings and that could be property and other things. I don't want us to lose sight. I read in Exodus chapter 32, it said, when the people saw how long it was taking Moses, Moses had gone up, he was going back and forth. God was giving him instructions. He was giving him the commandments. And at this point in time, Moses had stayed up on the mountain a little bit too long. And this is what it said. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come down, back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the golden rings from your ears and your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. And they took the golden rings from the ears and they brought them to Aaron. And Aaron took the gold, melted it down, molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, Oh, Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. They went to Aaron because Moses wasn't there. And they, they said, Make us some gods. Make us some gods. But instead of saying, Look, 
What in the world are you guys thinking? Aaron gave it. He must have been a people pleaser, huh? He wasn't strong during that time. That's one of the things that you need to pray for us, that we're strong during that time, and we just don't give in to every opinion or every thought or every good idea that may come our way. As a church family, it would be really easy in the times of tension and growth, space, inconvenience, to take our eyes off of Jesus. It would be easy for us to revert to the thoughts of building buildings and our own golden calves, whatever those may be. And in impatience, impatience totally bypass what God is doing. I think what you see in this little video clip, that you've already, Brian's already ruined some of it by showing a little bit of it. I think of some of the things that was shared in that video clip, I think it's still applicable to us today. Watch it, and then we're going to come back and finish up our time. The devil had a plan to destroy this church and to make a mockery of God, but God stepped in right at his timing and said, you know, I'm going to show you who's in charge, and this is what we have. This story has continued to renew um, the faith I have in the power of prayer, in God still being in the miracle business. Wow, if he did this, What's next? What's next? It's not about this building. It's not about doing the renovations. It's about what we, our job in this community to do. And it's not even close to being done. We're just getting started. I don't think we need to look too far ahead. We need to make sure we're doing what God wants us to do right now. And do it. I counted it such a privilege because from the beginning I thought what a great gift but with every gift, there comes a responsibility. Something is coming that is bigger than receiving this building. And we need to prepare ourselves as individuals for what God has in store for us. To take our church and raised it up, handed it off. Yeah, the name's changed, but I think it's gonna thrive. It's about God, what are you calling me to do? And how do I live my life in such a way that we leverage the resources that we have to have the greatest impact for the kingdom? And I think kind of a rejuvenating in people's lives that this God may be expecting something from me. Hmm. To do something like this, he must be expecting something from me. Hmm. I look forward to more God stories. Um, that can only point to Him. You know, marriages saved, um, children and families coming to know the Lord, um, reaching more people in Fruitland Park and in the general areas, but then also to the uttermost parts of the earth. And just so excited, this is kind of like a home base. You know, we actually kind of have a home. And although this isn't, you know, our church, this is just a building, it's really great to have a home base that we can work out of. And um, so I, it's just going to be exciting to see what God's got planned. But in the days ahead, I believe this resource and I believe what we're talking about this story has the ability to encourage lots of people to be faithful and to encourage them that it's not about success or failure, but it's about obedience. going to go with you because if I go with you I'm probably going to get rid of a bunch more of you and then Moses said this God I don't want to go any place that you aren't I don't want to go any place I don't want to travel if you aren't leading the way if you go just a little bit further on in that story it's really unique because it was the building of the temple and in the building of the temple Moses had, had taken the instructions from the Lord and he had given them to the people he told him what was expecting. He said, for those of you that are willing and generous, this is what I want you to do. A little bit later on, they had told Moses, they gave Moses, they gave him a little bit of a rundown of all the things that had been done. And Moses came back and he said, stop, don't bring anything else. Don't, don't bring anything else because there are so many resources that we have because of your generosity. And I believe that's who we are as a church family. Um, 
I would rather be in the wilderness with God than on a mountain without him. I would rather be back in the school, cramped for space with God than in a brand new building with all kinds of fancy stuff, new property without Jesus. I just want God to be involved in whatever it is that we're going to do and whatever that time comes. And we know it for us to not be fearful, whatever that may be, but for us to walk in courage and faithfulness. But in the meantime, not get ahead of God, not be impatient because when we're impatient, we make an awful lot of bad choices. But I believe that God wants to do greater things. And I believe that there's something else that he wants us to be a part of and he's not yet revealed it, but it's coming. We just need to be ready for that time. Brian, will you guys lead us in a couple of songs and then I want to come back. I want to make one other, uh, just a, one other little thought to you before we close up today. Let's stand to our feet. Is there anything that our God can't do? Is there anything that our God can't do? After all of that, I don't know, my heart's about ready to explode. Let's sing this together. Just one word, you calm the storm that surrounds me. Just one word, the darkness has to retreat. It's not. 
If he would do it once, why wouldn't he do it again? He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, amen?
still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm still in your on our own but the only explanation is only God Father help us to be that kind of people that we would have the faith to know that as good as the transition of moving to this building was God that you're not done you are not done There are still lost people across the street from this building, God. Help us to have the kingdom perspective that you want us to have. Help us to believe wholeheartedly, God, that you'll do it again, Lord. Whatever that is, God, that we would be surrendered, open-handed, God, whatever you want. And until you move, God, help us to have the resolve and the, the steadfastness to be just as good as we possibly can with what you've given us already. God, that we would take nothing for granted. God, you're a God who causes sun to stand still. There's nothing that you can't do. Father, help us to live in the patience and the rest of a Father who loves us, who is wanting to do even more than what we could ever imagine. We love you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen. You'll be seated for one second. Two things. Two things I'm going to ask you guys to commit to. If you're, um, matter of fact, if you're staff, uh, I don't want to ask you to come on. Overseers, if you're, if you're in this service, I'd like for you to come. Trustees, I'd like for you to come. There's two things I'm going to ask you guys to do. Number one is I want you to pray. It's important you pray. You pray specifically for these that are in leadership, um, pray for all of our leadership, not just these that are represented today, but I pray that you specifically would be praying as we're in this, this search, seeking after what's next for us as a church family. The second thing is that you would commit to not only pray, but you would commit to participate. For some, for some of you, that may mean, um, that may be serving. Uh, you, 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 you may don't, you, you may not have ever even thought about using your gifts and talents to serve. There are tons of places to serve, everything from security to, to working with our children to, to, uh, to uh, teaching and leading home groups. I mean, there's multiple places, working with Sherry and greeting or hospitality. There's just tons of things. Uh, what's going on behind me? We're just agreeing. Stop. Yeah. Oh. Family meeting, family meeting. So anyway, um, you know, there's a game this afternoon. I don't really know what it's about or who's playing. But in that game, nobody wants to be standing on the sidelines with a jersey. In that game, every person that's on the sideline wants to be in the game. They want to be a part of what's taking place. We don't need more people that are interested. We need more people that are invested in what's going on. That see the opportunity for what lies ahead and what God is doing to be part of something just like those 30 to 35 people that began that were with us. We want to invite you to be a part of that. Allison, what are you doing standing there? Brian told me to stand here. You don't have your microphone on. <coughs> oh. Brian told me to stand here so you didn't forget about me. I ain't forgot. So what are you doing? Are you ready for me? Yeah, I guess so. Are y'all? 
<laughs> okay, y'all, I'm gonna not cry, because Brian made fun of me, so now I'm offended, <clears throat> okay? Any one of you could stand up here and talk about only God in your life. How he's moved, how he got you here, how he drew you to his heart the first time, any of those things. So I know that we could make this service last forever because his faithfulness does. But I want to share with you some specific things. Um, <clears throat> up on my, uh, my windowsill in my office, I have these scriptures written up there. And it's a prayer I pray a lot. This first scripture is from Matthew chapter 9. And it says, then Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is huge. That's in the kid Bible version. But there are only a few workers. So ask the Lord of the harvest to send workers out into his harvest field. And the other scripture is from Philippians 4. And it says, my God will meet all of your needs. I'm shaking. He will meet them in keeping with his wonderful riches. These riches come to you because you belong to Christ Jesus. And I pray that a lot. I prayed it at a time when I was really, really, really suffering, needing children's workers. And the first time I put it up there, it was a desperate need. It's not so desperate anymore. Um, God is faithful to provide those needs. You might remember if you were at our Labor Day retreat that we had um, the chance to honor Jonica, who was our children's ministry assistant. She was retiring for real this time. And we, we weren't really sure what that was going to look like. And I was praying because I knew God was going to do something. I really couldn't figure out what it was going to be yet. <clears throat> and he hadn't shown me. So uh, my friend came to me in the pool, because that's what you get to do at Labor Day, is have conversations about God while you're swimming. And she said, what are you going to do? And I said, you know, I do not know. God knows. Um, I have some ideas. I would really like someone to come alongside and be able to partner with me in children's ministry, not just have a few hours a week as an assistant, but I think God is really growing our children's ministry. The harvest is plentiful in there, y'all. And, and because he's provided those needs, he's provided fulfillment of those needs. We have a 19-year-old and a 17-year-old intern right now running children's ministry, and they're incredible, and they're killing it. And I haven't had to run back there. He, he answered that. But he also answered our prayers in a new way. So I want to um, allow Christina and your family to come up. <clears throat> to come up on stage. It's no big deal. Uh, Christina is going to be joining us, has actually joined us for about two weeks, as our new children's ministry associate. Come on up here. Um, yeah. <laughs> Only God could take someone sitting in the pool and saying, hey, if, if, you, if God does that, if you ever find the, the time, the money, the space in the building, the, the whatever, to have someone partner with you, please don't forget your friend. And God started with a little seed there and built it to where now we get to stand here and say, oh my God, he did it. So meet your newest staff member of Heritage Community Church. <laughs> you know, I, I go back and I've known Christina and Elliot for a long time. And I was telling her, I said, you know, I've watched you over the years, how you've navigated relationships, how you've loved people, how you've loved kids, how you've loved teenagers, how you've loved adults. Wow, what a great privilege for us. Christina, we're glad, very thankful to have you joining us. Yeah. One other thing, commit to pray, commit to serve, find a place, use your gifts and talents. Commit to give. We have a faithful, giving, generous group of people. But there may be some of you that have resources that are beyond the tithe that you have that are available. What God is doing is something that you may never see the dividends to that investment. But I will promise you, there is a, there is a dividend that will last for eternity. If you have dividends or if you have resources that you, would, you feel like God would want you to be a part of what God is doing here that is over and above your ties, uh, there are two people specifically. Don't come to me. Randy and Sheila, trustees. Sheila's the one with the pretty outfit right here. <laughs> Randy's the, he's the other one in the pretty outfit on the other side. <laughs> Randy loves to speak. And, uh, but if you have resources that you feel like that you would like to use to make a spiritual investment in what God is doing, 
Uh, we'd love to know that because it gives us a little bit better idea of what we're working with. So if you can see them, that would be very helpful to us. But again, we thank you. And I close out this morning with this thought. It's a passage of scripture that we've used and we've shared multiple times. But it was a doxology prayer that Paul had shared in his writings, Ephesians. And Brian, you've already said it. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than what we ask or imagine according to his power. His power, that is at work within us. To him be the glory, not for heritage, not for any person, but for his glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever and ever. What's happened in the past, we can forget about. We want to remember it. But when it comes to the future, we will be known from what happens here forward. Does that make sense? And I have to wonder, what in the world does God want to do that's going to be an encouragement to the generations to come? Jesus, thank you for this day, for the privilege we have. May you bless us as we go out these doors. May we be reminded of your faithfulness. We have so much to be thankful for. Jesus, I pray that these shirts that are given out this morning, that they will be worn as a reminder of your faithfulness to answer prayers, to meet needs. Father, that each one of us are looking for those only God moments. Jesus, we're praying for something that's much larger than us, something that only you could do that would be a testimony not only to the believers that live within our community, but even the devils in hell would stand up and go, oh my word, look what God did. That's what we're anticipating and expecting. Give us no less than that, Jesus. As we walk out these doors, may we be reminded that we're your hands and feet. We're ambassadors to, to this world in which you've brought us. We're light into the darkness. Help us to point people to the hope of Jesus Christ, reminding them that there is no other anchor that we can be, that we can be safe and secure. And for the people that may be listening today, if there are those that don't know Jesus even today, the opportunity is for them to kneel, to bow, to humble themselves to recognize their sin, to cry out to you, to say, Jesus, even today, I want to trust you. I want to place my faith. I want to give my life to you. Bless us now, Father, in these things. <laughs> what a good Father you are. Now may we go serve. May we go live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.